is Hank Smith with From the Gut Podcast, and we're on episode five. It's monumental, man, for a new podcast. Um, first, I'd like to thank the Great Spirit for another day on this planet. And we, as usual, have a flute of the day. Here we go. There you go. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, that is flute of the day, and as everyone knows, that just comes right from my brain, and that's what happens. So we'll play a little flute. Hopefully, some people like it. Um, let's talk about our sponsors. Uh, number one, first and foremost, as usual, always is MojoHomesteadFL.com. That is a beautiful farm in uh, Live Oak, Florida. And when we first came here, it was a farm in the middle of the woods, or uh, basically the woods, and we cut cut out everything, and, and everything you see at Mojo Homestead FL, we've, we've built here in the last three years. So uh, shout out goes to my wife for helping me put all that craziness together and putting up with my shit so second would be Rode NT-USB Mini. That's this microphone right here. And this is recording the audio to the videos. And again, they're not um, full sponsorship, but it was, it was sent to me on loan to see how we do. So here we go. Hopefully you guys will get on board soon. The next one is the AKG K92 headphones. These are right here. These are... $50 headphones. So here's the trick. If you want things from companies, you got to get cheap stuff. Don't ask for the good shit. Don't ask for, a, you know, an AKG 414 classic pair of microphones. Like, I mean, you just, you're not going to get it. So um, unless you're some big podcast or video cast. And so these headphones were really simple. They're, they probably cost them, I can't imagine what, 10 bucks or something. But, you know, their going rate price on these is uh, about 50 bucks. And next is the uh, AKG C214 condenser mic. Um, I'm going to try to pull this pop screen. It's going to make some noise. So it's just to show you that we are recording with this AKG. 214. I mean, isn't that just pretty? It just, it's pretty. So that, my friend, is another thing on loan for the studio, which we are sitting in the studio, Zoe Moon Studios. And, you know, I've got a lot of connections in the studio world. So it was sent to me on loan. And, you know, I did tell them I was going to be recording um, audio for the podcast. And we'll see how it goes. I'm but I already have two for the studio that I've purchased years ago. And it was funny. They were like, well, why do, why do you need another one? I was like, I don't need another one. I need 
a sponsor that's willing to get on board and uh, help me from the very beginning because I've already purchased hundreds of your microphones over the years in the studio industry. So they were uh, they were they were pretty open to the to the um, loan of the microphone because that's a tip for you guys is uh, studio gear. If, if you're doing something and shaking and making moves, there are companies that'll send you gear to like to test out. And because I always, you know, you always think that's just bullshit. They're just, ah, oh, it's just another scam to try to get you to look at the website and buy something, which, you know, I mean, nine out of 10 times it is, but there's companies out there that send studios all the time. They send them stuff. So anyway, so then the next one would be the Zoom PodTrack 4 um, P4 recorder. I'm going to try to move this over here and not mess up any recording. So this is the Zoom P4 recorder. You can see that. And it's uh, four mic inputs, four mic preamps, <clears throat> and uh, four headphone amps right here. So I'm not, I can't turn it around so you can see the headphone connectors, but there's four of them. And the cool thing about this thing, I haven't really talked a lot about it, but you can have phone callers come in and there's a designated track. Track three is designated for incoming phone calls, which is really super cool. Um, and it takes away that that uh, weird back feed from um, a phone caller to, to uh, you know, showing up live on your feed. So I haven't done that yet, but I have tested it and... Um, it's a pretty cool situation. So let me get resituated here. And that's it for our sponsors. Hopefully, if um, there's more sponsors out there that's willing to get on board with this, hey, great, man. Come on. Uh, let's talk about it. So, but right now, just so everybody knows, I'm on episode five. And, you know, I'm just really, really grateful and really um, excited about starting this venture with you guys. And you know what? If you're a new podcaster, man, don't don't sit on it. Just I mean, I sat on it for years. I've had a podcast account for three years now, and I just you know there was there was never a good time or or thing. I'm just so busy, and it, you know the fact is, if you could do this for if you could sit and talk shit on the phone for an hour a day, then you could have reported a podcast. So. I don't have a lot of longevity tips for you. I, I'm new at this. I've listened to podcasts every single day. And, you know, they're, um, they're very inspirational. And, you know, a couple speakers I like to listen to. Um, Gary V is probably the most influential on why I started a podcast and, uh, you know, of course, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an Anthony Robbins, Tony Robbins guy. I've, I've listened to Tony Robbins since I was a little kid, you know, probably 16, 17, 18 years old. And uh, he's probably one of the main reasons I've been successful all my life. As You know, I'd get successful and then fuck it up and then get successful and fuck it up. And then finally, one day I heard him do a, a talk on why why are you doing that? Why are you being successful and then and then watching it burn? And you know what I came out with was I've had a lot of good good things go down in my life. I have. I have I've had a really good life and it was um after I got clean 
1994, September 1st, 1994. And, you know, I could never put two cents together that I was allowed to keep. You know, even, even after I got clean, I, I fucked it up. I get it, mess it, mess it up. Get it, lose it. Get it, give it away. Get it, you know, go to jail. So um, today's topics are law of attraction, the five money laws that I live by, and the two living laws of Hank Smith. And you'll, you'll understand as we venture on into those things. So um, the law of attraction for me, and I mean, people hear this and they're like, ah, oh, that... That's guru stuff. That's that, that that doesn't happen to me. And you know what? I'm here to tell you, man. It, you know the 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 attraction that got you to this video that sent you right here to see and hear this either video cast or podcast. And oh, I'm tangled. Sorry, guys. I gotta work this nest out right here. Anyway. The thing that led you here was the law of attraction. You know, you probably said um, either name, which not a lot of people know my name right now. A lot of people in the music industry do, but, um, you know, Hank Smith, is. there's another cat out there who's Hank Smith, and he's a Jesus speaker or something. I don't, I don't know. I don't, you know, more power to you. I wish you great success and good luck. Um, but the name... Or the topic listed on the podcast, or you just you know kind of surfing through the web and and saw the video on YouTube or whatever, whatever whatever the fact is, what whatever it is, something you said yesterday or last year or ten years ago said I'm you know I universe here you know maybe you didn't say universe blah 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 you said God or some foxhole prayer man or you just could be speed driving along like man I need something new to do I wish I could find something new so you know those things are you know the silent prayers are the, the one word like man and then just pause just man kind of stare at the sky man and, and just throw your hands up your subconscious is going to tell the universe what you need and it's not always what we want is what we get. Sometimes it's what we want. I mean, I look around. I've gotten a lot of stuff I wanted. But there's a difference between want and need. You know, and the law of attraction is real simple. If you ask the universe to pay a price, it will. And I always add the flip side to that. Are you willing to pay the price for that? That's the catch. That's the thing I was always missing. And... The answer has to be yes. You know, I used this pen, and I, this is my little Sharpie I write my little show notes with. And this pen is, it monetarily means nothing. It's just a pen. It's, you know, $1.50, um, the ideal, The idealism of this pen, though, represents something bigger than me, meaning I I had to write those show notes with something and the the attraction was okay I want to write some cool show notes and I I started writing with that pen and then I you know asked great spirit to to you know guide me through whatever it is and you know the show notes come out of it and uh you know a lot of these podcasts will put their show notes online and all that mine aren't that technical it's just a real basic layout of what I'm going to talk about and you know, the law of attraction is that little aspect in life where you, man, I need a good job. And you 
before you know it, you're sitting there and you're actually working in a place and and there comes a time where we we get over the the new job, the new car smell. You know, um, a lot of you have experienced having a new car. Um, that is a that's a strange thing that happens to us in the and you know through law of attraction. Um, you know, we ask for something, we start obsessing on it, and then all of a sudden, you know, there it is. And uh, but the the catch is, most of us do not, and I'm going to say us because I've done it millions of times. It wasn't very specific with what I was asking for. The specific details is what matters. And if you don't have that in order, you just say, God, send me a, a, a mate, a person, a man or woman, you know, whatever you're into. And then all of a sudden you're, you're out for coffee and you're sitting there and somebody walks up and says, hey, man, how's it going? I'm so and so. And then your, your very first thought is, is this my guy? Is this my, my woman? Is this my man? You know, and what the details are is she didn't ask for a specific guy. He's like, you know, I want a guy with a job. He's got a good job who cares about himself and cares about his mother and his kids if he has any kids. And he treats people with respect. And he wants to be with me. And it's not some sick um, relationship. You know, I talked about how people fit together. You know, if you're watching this video, you can see it. But I'm cupping my hands in two C's and putting them together where it's kind of like they fit. And then they snug up. Or your fingers where you open your fingers up and move them together and you fit. But this, this people are this shape. And this shape, and and there's nowhere to, to fit in there, you know. It might be one aspect, but many other aspects are just not a fit. And, you know, if we're talking about law of attraction, and I'm not talking about are you attracted to this person. In a sense, that's part of it. But I'm not saying... Like, oh man, they're hot. That 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 chick's fine. That dude's he's hot. I'm I like I'm I want to get with that guy. So that's a sexual attraction or a or a, a monetary attraction. I'm talking about where the spirit links up and you feel something way way before some sexual aspect of a relationship or monetary gain or money or you know, anything like that, because believe it or not, subconsciously, we want people in our lives that can that can give us some sort of a up in life. You know, some some sort of a, you know, they 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 make me feel better about myself, you know, and that's a good thing. If you, if you say to the universe, hey, I, you know, I would like a person in my life that makes me feel better about me there has to be something given in return. The return is the most important part. Are you willing to give that same exact care package to somebody else? It, be it, maybe it's them. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a little kid down the street that their, their living situation is horrible. And, and you have to give the same monetary and spirit and, um, you know, the, the, the way you give um, comfortably without 
setting yourself up for some sort of failure in that department too. So that's a whole nother story is like when we start to give, like what, what exactly are we giving? And we're going to get into that in the, uh, the money laws and, you know, but the law of attraction is that, you know, we see these movies like the secret and, and, uh, you know, books like, uh, uh, pushing people up and, uh, you know, just different things like that. You know, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not in no way, um, advertising for those two people, you know, the book and the movie and all that. But it, it seems to be this very large movement around the law of attraction when it came out. People started to realize and we're starting to become more awake when it comes to the spirit. And, you know, the, the problem with humanity is for however long, 100,000 years, up, you know, a hundred years ago, there was, there was one billion people, and then all of a sudden, in the somewhere around the fifties, it became two point five or three billion people, and just in fifty years, this planet has went to almost eight billion people. In fifty years, that's three times the growth in fifty years as opposed to the last. A hundred thousand million, whatever, whatever many years you want to add there. So we became disconnected with spirit because it just became about reproduction and business and the growth of the the, the economy and you know technology and we kind of lost that human to the earth connection. And then when we get connected to the earth we connect to the great spirit. And, you know, I can only speak about the beliefs I have. I'm not talking about a religious aspect of this. I'm just talking about a general belief that there's some power greater than us that that is um, a, a moving factor in our life. And you can put whatever you want in that category. My higher power is X, or I don't have a higher power. I am my higher power, which I'm, you know, good luck with that one. But hey, if that's, that's how you roll, man, that's it. So, but you know, the, the law of attraction says, if we ask, it shall be given. And a lot of people say, oh, that's bullshit. I've, I've asked for so many things and there's so many layers to the law of attraction. First of all, the law of attraction is only one of the original seven universal laws. But inside of the layers of law of attraction, there's so many layers to that one law. And it's not just asking, ye shall receive. The idea is to ask and you get the fuck out of the way and sit back and wait for the universe to provide what's supposed to be your destiny or whatever you know but you gotta do a little footwork i can say i'm gonna ask for a million dollars let's ask for a million dollars right now let's say it together um universe we we would all like to have a million dollars all right now we've we've done the asking but what am i willing to give up that's worth a million dollars. Am I willing to give away that million dollars? Am I willing to um, help other people with you know the greater portion of that million dollars, or do I just want a million dollars because I'm fucking selfish and I want to buy a bunch of shit? Um, 
you know, maybe you got kids, you want to be able to take care of your kids, or maybe you have a, a, a somebody that's ill that, you, you know, needs help or whatever. But the ideal situation is to ask, forget about it, and be willing to help people. And you know what? The universe hears that and says, well, what the fuck would you do with a million dollars? You know, I just gave you 25000 You didn't do shit with that. I just gave you 35000 You didn't do shit with that. You've made 55000 in a year. You didn't do shit with that. So what is it that's going to change your life with a million dollars? You see, here's where the law of attraction becomes a little tricky because we don't need a million dollars. No human being on this planet needs a fucking million dollars. I'm sorry. If you need a million dollars, you got mad problems. You want a million dollars, but you don't need a million dollars. You know, these fuckers that go out and earn trillions of dollars, and, and I just, I don't get it. Like, it, it doesn't make sense, you know. So if you're asking for a million dollars, like, what the fuck is the deeper purpose of that? Oh, I'm going to go help people. Well, you know, you can help people for free. You don't need a million dollars to help people. You know, I've ran a business where I help ex-convicts get out of prison. And we've helped over 1,400 guys come out of the penitentiary. And you know what? I, I, I started that with very minimum amount of money. We're talking, fuck, absolutely nothing, to be quite honest. You know, I, I built someone a jewelry store, and they were generous enough to, through that process to, to grant me the, the lease on the an old hotel built back in 1895. So shitty building, needs a lot of work. And I went for it you know the other thing is uh do you say yes like do you, you know if, if if you say to the universe hey man i want i want x i need x and then the universe lays something in front of you and you're like well i'm not interested in doing that we'll see that's that that part of what were you willing to give to get that quote and quote million dollars so but you know technically if anyone needs a million dollars like uh hello, what are you fucking, what the fuck are you going to do with a million dollars? Like a million dollars is a lot of money for someone who doesn't have any money. And you're asking for a million dollars is pretty goddamn selfish. If you ask me now, it, would it be a gift? Fuck yeah. But how much shit would you buy? How much bullshit would you buy? Like would a minimalist, someone who walks around with a backpack ever desire a million dollars? There's a reason they went minimalist. There's a reason they went down to, a backpack and, you know, a, a maybe they got a cell phone, but, you know, chances are a minimalist probably doesn't have a cell phone unless they're in some sort of communication business. But, you know, I've started looking at the law of attraction and, at a whole different level. And if this is your first time listening to anything about the law of attraction, the law of attraction is really basic. I need $100 to pay my power bill and then st start looking for ways to make $100 because it doesn't mean it's going to fall out of the sky. It has happened. It has happened. I asked one time, um, you know, just mention it, man, I sure could use some help with this bill and no shit. I 
the next day, I go to the mailbox and an old insurance company I had years ago found a file where I put a down payment on insurance and never made another payment. And that's back when I had to have SR-22A, which means you didn't pay your fucking insurance, so you had to buy it all in a six-month package. But they, they, I purchased the whole thing, and they allowed me to, to not pay $200 of the... I don't know. It was a lot of money. SR-22A insurance for a person who won't keep insurance. It's, it's very expensive. So, But they sent me a check. The next day, you know, and I'm like, it was like $300 or something. And, you know, right then I said, wow, okay, well, it's not a lot of money, but guess what? It was just over the amount I needed to pay that bill. And then my ridiculous selfishness said, fuck, man, I should have asked for a thousand. And you know what? I don't know if it would have came or... Or would it have been um, granted? I, I don't know. But I can tell you this. When, when, when I need to go make money, I have this ability. It's a very uh, niche way of making money. You know, I, I build a lot of recording studios, which I've kind of retired from. So if you're watching this and you want me to build you a recording studio, the answer is, fuck you, I don't want to build your studios anymore. And I mean that in the kindest, gentlest way, because I, I'm just burnt out. I'm, I have burnout mode, you know, and that's another thing that the universe says is, if you're willing to do these things, I'm willing to pay the price. But at what point is enough enough? And, you know, is it is it endless prosperity or do you just gather a bunch of cool people in your life and they're friendly and you're friends for life? Like, I mean, when is enough enough? That's the catch that that's, I think, one of the one of the end caps for when you talk about the law of attraction is like, when is enough enough? Like, at what point do you get to to where? You know, it's like you don't have to ask for things for a while. It's like that to me is success. That to me is, is you've reached a point in your life where you're not foxhole begging all the time to pay bills. You know, I, I love the old saying Anthony Robbins said, do you have more month at the end of the money or do you have more money at the end of the month? And you know what? I there For a very long time, I was working hard. I was a healthy man. Um, I had way more money at the end of the month. I, I, I was looking for ways to spend or invest or just, just whatever. I, was, I mean, I was working 16, 18, 20-hour days. And there was one time where we worked for 63 days straight, 18-hour days. I mean, it was madness. But I made so much money doing that kind of stuff. So you have to be willing to do that kind of stuff in order to get that kind of reward. You know, you got to look at how bad do you actually want what you're asking for? Is it a fleeting thought? Because you can ask for a million things in a day, but it's only the things we're willing to go get. We're willing to work for. And you know what? You say, I want a good job. Shit ain't coming tomorrow. 
you got to go look for it. You got to listen. You got to learn. You got to take shit for a while. And somebody says, hey, man, I got this little position. I need somebody to fill in for a while. Well, if you got no fucking money, get off your worthless ass and go take that goddamn job. You know, people that, oh, I'm worth $100,000 a year. I couldn't work for $50,000 a year. Well, fuck, you're working for nothing right now. What What is wrong with taking $50,000 when you could have had 100000 but you didn't take the 50 in order to build back up to the 100. Like, it, it just doesn't make sense to me, you know. I, I, although I did go through that where I, my studio building business or practice or whatever you call it, my, I called it art, okay. I, the, the, the best work I do is when someone just hands me a pile of money and I go to work and I, and I craft a, a nice um, space and they, they're like, okay, this is cool, you know. Um, but I got to a point where the level, you know, it had to be a certain amount of money and it had to be a certain amount of, of context. And really what I mean by that, it it wasn't that you needed a certain amount of money. It's that I needed a certain amount of security behind doing that job in order to put my name on it. You know, there was a bottom of the barrel where I just, you know, I just wasn't interested and, you know, if somebody needed a couple baffles put on their walls, it's like, fuck, go to Home Depot, buy some fucking two by fours, buy some cloth, buy some insulation and make your fucking baffles. You know, don't be helpless in this situation. But when it comes to building recording facilities, that's my specialty. That's where the brain and the artist connect. And, you know, I pour my heart into that stuff. So, but I, I really got sick of it, like, um, you know, doing the physical aspect of it because, you know, broken down bodies don't like hard work. It's it's um, it's hard to get back into the swing of things when you go to the hospital and lay there for a couple of weeks and then you come out and you're behind and these people are bitching and, you know, and they have every right to. So just so, you know, that's in the um, the law of attraction, too. If you attract someone's money you better be willing to put up with the shit they go through in in order to give you that money. So, but you know, the law of attraction is real. If, if you don't believe me, just start talking about something simple, you know, and watch it show up. Say, Hey, I need a couple Sharpies and do that. Do it right now. Say, I need a couple Sharpies to write some notes down and watch how the fucking Sharpies start to pop up. You know, I think, um, Google, ugh, fuck, rewind, Beep. the G word, that's a cuss word, I don't, I don't say that word, I can't believe I just let that shit slip out of my mouth, but if you go on that unspoken website and search something, and then, um, or if you're connected to a, a phone that's on Siri, or any of those horrible fucking spy programs, and you say something it, within minutes or days or hours, within hours, probably hours, you're going to go to some profile somewhere and you're going to see an advertisement pop up. And you see these companies, these giant corporations have figured out the algorithms of the law of attraction and how to make you think you attracted that. So that's another spy game, you know, be careful with that kind of stuff because you know, if you search in a search engine for something and all of a sudden it's popping up everywhere, 
it, it, that's a form of the law of attraction working in your life. And, you know, you'll you, eventually you'll make a purchase of something that you said, oh, I attracted that to me when really it's trickery. It's fucking treacherous trickery set up by a corporation that that understands the algorithms of the law of attraction. So be careful with that. All right, so now I want to talk about my second topic. My second topic today is the five money laws. And these are for me. This is what I do. This is something that that I made up that worked for me for many years and it still has worked for me. And the five money laws are, one, you got to save some. Two, you got to spend some. Three, you got to invest some. Four, you got to give some away. And five, you have to donate some. Now, we'll get to the give some and donate some in the end at the, because they're the last two. The first one is uh, you got to spend some or save some. Let's start there. Let's, you got to save some money. Save some money. Okay. How much money? I don't know. That's predetermined in, in your life and your timeline and what the way you live. And, and um, you know, there's business practices of saving money. There's personal practices of saving money. But really what it means is you just, you, you put that money for yourself and you, and it's, it's not for the wife. Sorry, wife. I love you. But it's not for the wife. It's not for the kids. Sorry, kids. <laughs> Get a fucking job. I love you. Um, yeah. So that's that's personal money. That's what you put aside, and you're like, and and you know, next month I'm gonna buy I'm gonna buy me a new guitar or whatever, whatever, whatever that personal money, whatever it is. This is all sitting around me. This is all personal money that you know I didn't rob the the rent check or rob the the car payments to to make purchases like this. And and, and you know, I've built monumental things on very small amounts of money because I understand the law of attraction, you see. And and I would ask for, you know, start searching for things, you know, cheaper ways to build things. And all of a sudden, I'm driving down the road and I look over and there's this surplus building store. I go in there and there's, you know, doors that would cost me $250 a piece. They're 20 bucks. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Well, give me all those because I'm going to need them. You know, things like that. So those those are the law of attraction working. But when you save some money, you put a little money aside, a little they call it a little little uh, um, you know, a penny penny bank or whatever, penny jar. The things that you're gonna purchase for yourself personally that really doesn't benefit anyone else, and chances are it won't fucking benefit you either. It's just what you do. It's 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 that little thing you do for yourself. You go buy some shoes or Things like that. So, so that's it. So, so you save some. The second one is you spend some. Okay, you gotta spend some money. Money hoarders that have, you know, of large amounts of money just sitting there, doing nothing. Now, these will tie into other. These the five all tie in together somehow. So, the the spend some means. Go fucking live your life. Go have some fun. You know, do some things. And I'm not talking about that save some pile either. I'm talking about, you know, there comes a time in your life where you're we're all limited on, on how long we're going to be here. You know, um, you know, news fact, we're all going to fucking die. And uh, the cool thing is, is it's open ended. We don't know when it's going to happen. It's you know, it sucks when it happens for the people left here. But in my culture, what I believe, you know, great spirit is where the, the big picture is. This is just a 
another timeline I'm, I'm on, you know, it's the timeline and all my other little timelines is what's happening inside of this timeline. I could go here. It's that, you know, the thing I described in another episode was the bank at the bank. You pull into the lines outside and it has all those tubes that come across and there's a button inside that says uh, lane one. And when they push that button, it sends a tube over there. So those are all the, the tubes, those different timelines that we get sent on. And sometimes it's it's voluntary and sometimes it's a, a greater good planetary and universal kind of thing where, you know, one day I'm driving along. This actually happened. I was driving along in Marietta Square and something said, turn left. And I, I don't know why, I just turn left. And I get down there. And a dude was unloading some shit off the back of a truck that had a, one of those Tommy lifts on it. And the item had fallen off and landed on his legs. And, man, I ran over there and I was it was so fucking heavy, man. But the greater power said, Arr! and, you know, a, a dude told me one time, he says, if you grunt when you pick something up, you can double your, your the, the way. That's why when people pick shit up, they're like, Arr! so... I did that. I was just like, and I picked it up and, and somebody with me grabbed him and slid him out from under it. And you know what? That It was a calling that just happened and that was the law of attraction. He's laying on the ground screaming, fucking, please help me, somebody please help me. And within a couple seconds, man, I, I turned and, and, you know, dude was fucked up, man. I felt so bad for him. But yeah, um, there's another case where um, I was driving down, um, I think Highway 20 somewhere, and I made the wrong turn. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go with it. And I drive down the road, and someone swerved off the road towards me and almost hit my truck. So I shot down into the ditch, and they shot off on the left side, and their car flipped over. And... You know, I, I carry knives in my truck for a reason. If everybody, please hear this. Please, for God's sakes, carry a fucking knife in your car because you will come to a point where you got to cut someone out of a car. Their seat belt's locked. They can't get out. Please, put a fucking pocket knife in the door, something that's so fast and readily available. Not to mention the other reasons you could use that knife, but... So I first thing I did, grabbed that pocket knife and ran back to that car. It's flipped upside down. She's upside down in the car, and I cut the seatbelt and drug her out of there. And she kept screaming, my baby, my baby, my baby. And I looked in the back, and there's a fucking car seat with no baby in it. I flipped the fuck out. So um, I'm looking, I'm trying to move the car, dragging. You know, it's a little Toyota car. I could not lift this car. I mean, I was much grunt as I was trying. I couldn't do it. And then... And all of a sudden, I hear her say, you know, she was leaning against the car, laying on the ground, and there's gas. And then she's like, oh, fuck. And I walk back around there, and there's gas pouring down her shoulder. And so I, you know, grabbed her and kind of eased her out away from the car about 20 feet. And I go back, and I'm just thinking, this fucking car is about to explode, man, but there's a baby here somewhere. And then all of a sudden, I hear her say, no, wait, wait, wait. I dropped the baby off with my mother. And boy, you talking about a weight lifted off of me. I'm like, fuck. So I got back away from the car, but it did not, it didn't explode. But, you know, those are those attractions where 
people say, you know, that ah, it's just coincidence, but I don't think so. That's not in my, not in my world, not in my world. So I firmly believe that the money works in the same ways, you know, so spend some money, go out there and, and uh, have a little fun. And, you know, sometimes your kids ask for things and you're programmed to say no and it just fucking buy them the goddamn toy, you know, I mean, shit, like what's it going to hurt? Um, but there is an end game to that. They start to believe that you owe them and that, you know, you can just pull out a piece of plastic and buy anything you want. So, you, you know, there are, there are those. So the first one is save some, second one, spend some. And then I'm going to say invest some. All right. Investing some is all this back here. All right. Even though this all came from that first you know, hide some or, um, um, you know, save some. And it's, it's all interconnected. Like I told you, there's, there are interconnections. And so when I say invest some, you know, I've made a very large portion of money. I mean, not mill, I'm not, a, I'm not rich by no means, but I, I understand if I buy a better mic preamp, I get better customers customers like my work better, I get more work. Therefore, I am able to buy the next piece of gear that connects to that, that's better, that brings another person in that likes my work that, you know, and it's all what I'm willing to work for. So got to invest some. Investing is, there's a trillion ways. It's infinite ways of investing your money. Um, blowing your money on bullshit is not investing your money. That's spend some. You know, so that's why there's two separate. So, um, save some, spend some, invest some, hide some. Hide some is, is uh, you know, a, a real tricky situation. You know, it could be the first scenario where you just save some, put some away. But hiding money does not mean it's a... Um, what do you call it, a, um, like it's a bad thing or it's a trickery or some kind of shit like that. Like you, you might be married and you might hide some money, you know, for God's sakes, wife, or if you're listening to this, fucking hide some goddamn money. I mean, you know, I mean, I want my portion, but hide, you know, hide a little money. If, even if it's 50 bucks or something, you just, just hide some, put it away for that day where like, fuck, I need to get this right now. I don't have time. I got to have it right now. I got to go take care of this now. And then you, you have that, you know, so hide some. And then, um, you know, the donate and give some away is, is, um, it's two different things, you know, to donate. Like I, I used to have a 501c3, um, nonprofit status attached to the, to the business I own. And what we realized is we never took anything from anyone. Like it, it just, we, we didn't go out and advertise like, oh, we got a 501c. Now I was approached by a lot of people saying, you know, let's get you grants. And we, you know, we write these grants and we get this percentage of, you know, and I'm like, I'm not, I don't even want to be part of that. So, you know, when I say give some away, like we've had a lot of guys in the building that, um, just can't pay their rent. You know, they get to that point and we, we work with them and work with them and work with them until, 
you know, we've learned that there's three rules of people, you know, and one is the people that come in, they do it right. They give you the money, they work, they get a job, they take care of everything. The second people is the people that, you know, they, they have a job, they lose their job, they get another job, they lose their job. They're trying hard They go out and they search for jobs. They, you know, they just can't seem to get by. And, you know, those are that like middle people who, who you, you know, they mean well, but there's not a lot of, not a lot of either common sense or street sense going on. They just, they just can't seem to get shit right. And then there's the third one that just wants everything from you. They think you fucking owe them shit. Like you have this huge building in this business and you should be able to put them up. And they, you know, the, they've been in jail this long and they should, you know, so guess what? Uh, the first day you get out of prison, get a fucking job, asshole. That's the way it is. Yeah, sorry, but that's rough and that's hard cut, but that's just how it is. Um, so, you know, that giving some away is allowing some of those guys to kind of move through that process and, and, um, you know, or the, the guy on the street corner, you know, you, you give them that money and I have a, you know, a very, um, I don't know, it's my way of looking at it. It's not my business, what they're going to do with that money. It, the fact is to give and, and, and it's just not my business. And, you know, sometimes you'll say to somebody here, I want you to have, and they're like, oh, no, no, I could never take. Well, fuck you then, because what you're doing is you're taking away their right to give. And if you take someone's right to give away, that law of attraction we went, we talked about, it goes all the way back to that. They attracted somehow in order to give something away in order to receive the thing they were asking for. So if you take someone's right to give away, you are absolutely fucking with the universe. So when someone offers you something, don't be a dick. Take that shit. Now, is it a monetary gain for them? Are they going to gain by giving you something? Is it some way in, some way to to butter you up, to you know lock into... The, the feelings that you have about them, or is it going to change? Is it a manipulation tactic? So you can always say no to some sort of, you know, weird fuckery. Um, but anyway, the, the uh, giving some away and, inve- and, uh, and a donating. So donating is, you know, you, you want to donate to a charity and you, you want to write it off. And, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with giving a charity your money than giving the government your fucking money. So please give charities some money. Even if it's through items you know you call a place and say hey i got some old furniture come get it you know you guys can put it in your thrift store and sell it which that's a touchy situation too but those are the money rules that i live by and and um you know it's it's uh it's worked for me and it, it doesn't always go in any order um, there's, there's a matter of fact, it's never an order. You just kind of notice that, you know, you're just living by those laws and, and you say, Hey, you know, and you know, that, that guy could use a little cheddar, you know, and, and, you know, a dollar, $5, fuck, I've given people $20. And, and, you know, the idea is, you know, of course they're, if they're standing on the street corner and they're, they're yeah, we all know what they're going to do. I mean, most of the time they're going to buy some fucking beer or drugs or whatever. Who who knows what the scenario is? I, I'm not sure I've ever given to anybody who actually um, was maliciously standing there to get money. I could tell you one little story, but it, it it's a, a, a very long story, so we won't go into that. But, you know, the idea is to to 
just kind of realize in your life that you're kind of playing by these rules, you know, and, and, and they don't absolutely have to be concrete rules. I mean, you know, putting $10 away in a piggy bank, it's it, fuck it, put a dollar away, put, put the change in your pocket away. You wouldn't believe how that adds up. Um, you know, my penny banks used to be huge. And so I started car- carrying credit cards and, and ATM, you know, it was like I would swipe and there was never any change left to come back home. And, and the greatest thing about taxes is, you know, a dollar seven, if you're buying something for a buck, you get 93 cents back and it goes in that jar. And it's kind of a way to save your money and, and not know. So carrying cash is always a, a positive when it comes to saving money, even though you spend a lot more money, but that that bonus track at the end seems to grow a lot bigger. And, and um, what I find when I'm putting things in a jar is, is I usually attach some sort of reason to it. Like, oh, that's my trip here, or that's going to be a new tire, or that's going to be, you know, a new microphone or whatever. I'm going to take the kids to the movies or whatever, whatever the thing is. I tend to ante up. Like, I'll, I'll pull out the change and I'll throw it in. Then I'll look and there's like, a five and two ones, you know, and I'll, I'll throw that in, in the, in the mix. And before you know it, there's like a hundred dollar bill in there. And then, you know, but so, yeah, when you, when you start to listen to yourself about how these laws work and, and live through the process and to, to be able to see results, that that's a cool thing. And they, you know, these, these, I say they're rules, they're laws in my life. And it's just what I've put in place to, to make sure I'm in check with myself because I can prosper. But if I'm not helping anyone else prosper, it's pointless and useless. And I don't want to be that type of person where I live that kind of life, you know. So just figure what works for you. It may not be these five. It could be whatever the fuck you write in the place. It could be one money law. It could be 20. I don't know, but I like to keep shit simple. And I feel like that's pretty simple. So there it is, the five money rules in my life. All right, topic number three is um, um, living the two living laws of Hank Smith. And it's real simple. One, I don't go where I'm not invited. Two, I never stay five minutes longer than I feel unwelcome. And let me tell you, those two laws have saved 99% of grief and misery and, you know, calculated bullshit. And, you know, one thing it does do, let's just start with the first one. I don't go anywhere I'm not invited. I'm never coming to your fucking house uninvited. Never. I'm not that guy that just... Oh, let's stop by Steve's house and see what he's doing. Hey, man, what's going on? No, because you can walk into some real fucked up shit. And not to mention, people don't like that shit. So if you're one of those people to just show up at somebody's house, fucking stop that shit. Because it, it an invite is an invite for a reason. There's a reason an invite is there. And, you know... Some people will tell you, hey, man, you're always invited at my house. But you know what? There are that time that's going to come that you're going to show up at someone's house and they're going to be like, what are you doing, man? I, I'm trying to fuck. I'm handling some, you know, whatever. 
could be an argument going on with the wife, you know, and they're really two really cool people, but you show up in the time that's not cool. That makes you not cool. So I do not go where I'm uninvited because invites are, are kind of a special thing where they, they're they predetermining that you're coming over. And even if it's you standing there and they're going, oh, we're doing something here, come on over. And you go be part of that, you know, but I believe to go somewhere uninvited is very dangerous it's it's um not that you could be harmful physically or whatever i mean you never know you might show up into something and boom uh guess what now there is that calling you know you're driving down the road and you're like man i haven't seen that guy in a really long time and i'm i'm gonna call then you call three or four times leave messages and nothing there's two reasons for that one is they don't want to fucking talk to you Two is they're having a hard time and don't want to talk to anybody because they don't know what to say. They don't know how to pull themselves out of it. So there are times where we can find ourselves in a situation. But in general, general, this is generally speaking, 99.9% of life is general. So I can go and just show up at people's houses. And, you know, I've, and, and these are things that I've lived by because of the experiences I've had with them, you know, just showing up at someone's house nine out of 10 times, it's not going to feel good. Or, you know, there may be a buffer where you got to go through a few minutes of like, Oh, why do you, why do you, what's going on? What are you doing here? And I was, Oh man, I just wanted to see how you're doing, man. And so there's always a buffer of somebody, you know, having to go through. And I've always watched that happen when I just show up somewhere and there was always that buffer of, you know, learning that, you know, you weren't told to come here while you're here. So, and, and if you say something, it's like, hey, man, I'm just, I love you, bro. I'm worried about you, man. Just, you know, like I'm, I belong to a 12 step fellowship. And sometimes we have to bend the rules a little bit to, to uh, make sure people are okay. But again, that's voluntary on their part. If they want to be with you, they'll fucking be with you. They'll call you. And as a matter of fact, you're going to have to say to some people sometime, hey, listen, man, I'm kind of fucking busy here. You know, I got, a, I got shit I got to do. I want to hang out with you, but I can't right now. Let's, let's uh, make some time and plan it yeah, so I can invite you to my life. And, you know, so then there's the um, don't stay five minutes longer than you feel welcome. And the reason I say five minutes is because there's been times where I was in my head where, I mean, I would go to somebody's house or, they, you know, hey, come over. We're having this gathering and I would get there. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, and I, most of the time, you know, but there are those times where you just like, man, I just don't feel fucking welcome here. Now, for people with, you know self-esteem issues like it's easy for you to collect a few pieces of data and miscommunicate those that data and start feeling like you don't belong and you know the old saying you could sit in a room with a thousand people and you still feel alone that's a different story there that's a whole different story and a different topic but the ideal situation would be you know you walk in and you watch someone's demeanor change and you'll know if they're happy or not. And when demeanors changed, you can look 
and see that someone's actually changing because you are there. And those are the big ones. Those are the ones where, you know, some people are just fucking hard-headed, though. Some people are just ignorant motherfuckers that don't get it. And when somebody changes their demeanor, I mean, fucking take five minutes out, watch a video on how people react to uh, things they don't like. You know, it's psychology. Look at the psychology of the mind. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a deeper level of psychology mixed with sociology because the psychology is one mind. Sociology is many minds. What happens is, is this person is in there with, you know, a certain group of people or maybe sit, standing in the corner by themselves. And then all of a sudden somebody else is, comes in and it becomes sociology then. And then, then you watch the changes happen. You watch them go through these changes where their demeanor changes immediately. And, you know, they're looking and they're happy and they're smiling. They look over and see you and they're dropped. They, the fucking sadness hits them or the anger hits them. But you'll know if it's happiness because they're smiling, they're talking, they see you and they're like, oh, my God. And they run over and you, you know, he's like, what's going on? But <clears throat> you can always tell demeanor and you can, you know, feed and read people. If you feed them some sort of energy and then you start to read them, sometimes it's blatantly obvious that they don't want you there. And then it's not always because they don't like you. It could be that the fact they don't feel good about themselves. And that's okay. You got to allow people to go through their shit. So, you know, I, I, I always make sure I'm in check with these two laws of life. And these two are absolute fucking stand hard on my ground laws. And one is I don't go where I'm uninvited or not invited. I don't go where I'm not invited. I definitely don't go where I'm uninvited. So, but yeah, that's it. I don't go where I'm not invited. And two, I never stay five minutes longer than I feel welcome. And I've, I've found through living a lot of years on this planet, you know, making sure that I don't cause any more damage than is necessary, you know, because sometimes we'll, yeah, fuck that guy. I'm not leaving. Um, you know, I've had a few scenarios like that where it's like, you know, I was somewhere and they showed up and I'm just like, man, fuck this guy. But, you know, I, I believe it or not, I don't have any fuck these guys in my life right now. Like, I've, I, there's nobody that could walk into a room. Well, there is that one motherfucker, you know, you fucking shove a child's face in a diaper to get them to stop uh, pissing their pants. Yeah, fuck you. You motherfucker are uh, definitely a scum of the fucking earth. So people like that and, you know, people that harm kids, fuck you. You harm kids, I'll fuck you. That's all I can say, you know, so, but... And I feel real, real adamant about that because I was harmed so many times as a as a kid and, and a you know young teenager growing up. But those are my rules: the two living laws of Hank Smith. So this wraps up today's podcast. Um, I want to get to, I want to start doing a fun fact at the end. And today's fun fact is: I challenge anyone here to spell race car backwards. So there's it is. There's the uh, fun fact of the day. And the sponsors again is uh, mojohomesteadfl.com and Rode NT USB Mini Mic and AKG K92 headphones. Um, 
the AKG C214 condenser mic that's on loan to Zoe Moon Studio via um, a relationship that I've built over the years that I am actually using for the podcast. And then the Zoom PodTrack P4 recorder that I purchased. I'm not... Um, I have emails that have been uh, exchanged on the P4, and we'll see how it goes. Um, but there is talk about the uh, Zoom 8 uh, coming this way. So we'll see what happens. You know, we'll see what happens, and uh, hopefully we'll grow and things will happen on a grander scheme and the podcast will grow. And if, look, I, first, I, um, I just want to, you know, say how I am today and then we'll talk about how you are. But today I'm, I'm really good. I'm, it's a good day and I'll do good in it. And, you know, there's, um, this overwhelming feeling in my life right now that I'm definitely on the right track, that I'm doing the things I'm supposed to do. And life is really awesome. So now I want to I want to ask how you are in in some comment somewhere. My email address is hanksmith904 at gmail. Let me know if there's anything I said that interests you in a further and deeper content. You know, let's let's talk about it. Maybe we can do a full episode on that. And if anybody wants to be guests on this podcast. It's called From the Gut. You got to get real. This is no bullshit. I don't want anybody's candy-coated story. You know, <clears throat> excuse me, if you have fucking drug problems, if you're a recovering addict, if you suffer from some um, disease that's controlling your life, or if you've recovered from something that's monumental of near-death experiences or death experiences, because I've had one of those where, you know, that... They fucking pop you with that Narcan. You come back and you got some shit to say that people aren't ready to hear. So, but yeah, any of those cases where I want to find out how you are, if, if there's anything that has struck, struck in your interest in, you know, anything I say. And you know what? I don't want to answer studio gear questions. I'm, you know, fuck, there's a million, um, you know, channels about that, but this is about from the gut. You know, what, what do you have from the gut that can help somebody? That's what I'm interested in. That's the people I want to talk to. So at the end of the day, it's all, you know, people helping people, pushing people up. That's the thing. Are What are we doing? And I hope my intent, well, I know my intent is to help people, but I hope it does help people. I hope someone out there is you know, suffering from a condition that uh, has a, a suicidal tactic, you know, um, connected to it, and they want to, like, talk about that and release that power because that's some fucking powerful shit. We don't want to go through life suicidal, and if you're one of those people, please, for God's sakes, call, you know, email me, we'll talk. Maybe it could turn into phone calls or whatever, you know, but <clears throat> somebody's out there that can help you. If you sit on it, you will sit on it in a bad way, you know, and again, you know, I come in a good way. I want everybody to prosper in their life and expand their life and have a better life. So if anything I've said to you shakes you in any way, even pisses you off, that's fine. Because being mad is eventually being glad. Because when we find out that we're angry about something, there's a deeper meaning and it had nothing to fucking do with what I said. Understand that. When I'm mad... And I hear somebody say something I don't like. It has nothing to do with what they said. Unless it was directly to me, like you're a dick or 
you know, you did this to me or some shit like that. But if, if people's opinions piss you off, then you're the problem. And that's just the way it is. That's the, the true from the gut feeling, you know. But again, this is Hank Smith with From the Gut Podcast. This is episode number five. And uh, just like to wish y'all a happy day.